Hey, what's going on, Trifle Ones family? This is Pastor G. And people often talk about a fear of speaking in public. They don't like to talk in front of others in public. And that tends to be noted as one of the greatest fears that are out there. But there's something else that we don't talk about as much, and that is the fear that people have of praying. You can ask folks to read a scripture. You can ask them to do a lot of things, but they do not like to pray. They're afraid of what they might sound like and whether they sound eloquent enough or what have you. And it's funny because they're praying. Usually it's just them and God. But then they start talking about, well, I don't know if I'm worthy. So they question whether God listens to them or hears them. So there are so many hangups that people have about prayer. What should I say? How should I say it? Is he kind of just looking at me crazy because he knows how trifling I am? But today, we're going to talk through what prayer should look like. So many of you may say, well, Pastor G, I already know how to pray, and that's fine. I'm saying that as I counsel people and as I come across people, they just, they know they want to say some things to God, but they often feel uncomfortable saying it. So today we're going to talk about some tips that we can use in prayer to make sure that what we say to God is effective. Now, these four P's of prayer, uh, I first heard it mentioned by my former pastor, Dr. Robert C. Stanley, the pastor of the Hopewell Missionary Baptist Church. And I thought it was a, a great way to be able to pull together really quickly some of the things that we should include in prayer. So I want to make sure that I give a credit where credit is due on that. So stand by as we talk about the topic. God, do you even hear me? Coming up next on The Trifle Ones. All right, fam, we're back and we're going to take a look at or discuss four things that we should always include in prayer. Now, don't run up on folks talking about, you know, if you don't have these four things in prayer, you ain't prayed and, you know, and don't come at me talking about, well, there are so many other things that you need to cover. This is this is basic. This is something that um, if you do these four things, I believe that you'll be effective in your prayer life. And so the first of those things is praise. Praise. Praise should be a part of our prayer. So it's important to note that we often go straight to asking for stuff. But I'm going to ask you this question. How would you feel if you had been good to somebody and you helped them out, you were there for them, but they approached to ask you for something else and they had never taken the time to acknowledge all the stuff you've already done? You hand them something, you give them something, you do something for them, and thank you is never a part of their vocabulary. Well, my guess is that while they're asking you for something and they've never said thank you at any point in time before, they've never showed gratefulness, you'd probably be looking at them kind of crazy. So by starting with praise, we start off by acknowledging that he's already been 
good to us. You know, he's already had our backs. He's already provided some things. He's already answered some prayers for us. He's already gotten us out of some bad situations. And so when we start off with the praise, it's the time to pause and just think about everything that you're grateful for. So if you're grateful for life because you've made it another year, he's he's brought us through some stuff and it's our birthday, we've made it through another year, then maybe we should show some praise. If, if you're healthy, you may not have perfect health. There may be some things wrong, but there are probably some other people in this world whose health situation is much worse. If you have people around you who love you and do the little things that mean a lot to you, if you received a promotion on your job or a big contract for your company, if you have a means to earn a living, if you have neighbors that'll pick up your packages from out front when Amazon or, or UPS delivers them so you don't have to worry about these porch pirates that don't care nothing about a ring camera no more, if your mental health is strong or if you have a neighbor that you trust enough to be able to watch your kids from time to time, or if you're proud of a family member because that family member does some amazing things and, and you're really proud of them. And so because of their accomplishments, whether it be a spouse or a child, or you know, you're grateful for adversity because you recognize that because of some stuff that you've been through, man, you're so much, so much better. If you're grateful for patience because you know that the things that you're patient about today, you weren't always there. And so you're recognizing that there's been growth in your life. You, you didn't like all of the growth, but today you're so much better again than you were before. Maybe you're grateful for being able to lean on God in the good, the bad, and the ugly. And you recognize that, man, if it was not for God, man, maybe you're grateful for grace and mercy because he could have given you some stuff, some uncomfortable things that you absolutely deserve and you didn't get it. But the flip side to that is he allowed you to have some things that you absolutely did not deserve. Praise allows us to thank God for all of that and more. So the first thing is praise. You start there because you want to say thank you on the front end to acknowledge that he's already blessing you. But then the second point is penitence. Penitence. Well, penitence, what does that even mean? It means to feel or show sorrow for something that we've done, to show regret for something that we've done wrong. The word penitence comes from the same root word that penitentiary comes from. And it's funny because the penitentiary was supposed to be a place where people would go and would be able to show remorse and, and then go back into society as a productive member of society. We know that the penitentiary doesn't work that way. It's not really about trying to rehabilitate and, and help folks to come to a different place. But Penitence and penitentiary and repentance all have to do with feeling bad and saying we're sorry. This is when we acknowledge that we've, we've done some stuff wrong. Fam, there's nothing worse than having somebody come to us asking us for something after 
they've somehow done us dirty and, and they're having a conversation with us like it's all good, like there are no issues. And again, they're coming to us asking for something. Where they do that at? Well, they do that in a lot of places because we will often approach God knowing that we've done wrong by him, knowing we've ignored him at times, knowing that we need to clear the air on some stuff and we are actually asking for some things and we haven't said we're sorry. When we're in that situation, we can barely hear what the person is saying to us because we're, we're looking at them and they're talking. We, we see their mouth moving and we're thinking to ourselves, but you ain't even got this right yet. Well, thank God that he ain't the same way that we are. However, I think it's only right that if we're going to go to God and ask him for something, uh, maybe we should also be having a conversation with him about the ways that we haven't listened and the ways that we've been disobedient. It's important that we pay attention to the fact that we have a sinful nature. And so every single day, that sinful nature places us at odds with God's perfection and his righteousness. So penitence or saying that we are sorry is in order. You know, in the book of Romans, it, it always says that we've all sinned, for all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. So we offend his righteousness on a daily basis. We might get better, but the bottom line is we still are just terrible, as some people would say. This is when we talk about how trifling we've been and how trifling we are. So things that we know that we've done wrong, and then there are probably some things that we've done wrong that we didn't even give a second thought to. So this is when we talk about the time that we knew we should have talked to that person on the subway. There was something within us that was telling us, say something encouraging to them. And we thought to ourselves, nah, they don't, they don't know me and I don't know them like that. But if you didn't know, sin isn't just this list of things that you do that are wrong. Sin means to miss the mark. It means to not do what God wants you to do. So if God is speaking to you and put you in a place or a position to say something encouraging to somebody and you don't do that, that is sin. And that's being disobedient. Another word for sin can be uh, crossing a forbidden line. So yes, it could be a list of stuff, but sometimes it's just simply not doing what God has asked us to do. Or that time that, you know, God placed somebody on your heart and your mind and, and was telling you, you need to call them or you need to stop by to see them. And you didn't do it. That is sin. We need to say we're sorry for that. How about that time when we used somebody simply for their body, knowing that we didn't want anything more with them, but we decided that we liked how they looked and we wanted to get with them. We got to have a conversation with him about that. How about that time that we weren't truthful on an employment application or on a loan application or when we applied for that PPP loan? Well, how about the time that we decided to make money in ways that were considered immoral? Or the time that we allowed our biases, our prejudices to determine how we would treat somebody long before we ever got to know who they were and what they were about? 
Mm. How about the time we stepped outside of our marriage or the times that we gave into our porn addiction? How about the times that we lied about any number of things or the time that we forgot that that comment that we left on social media would actually be read by a human being? And so we could care less whether we hurt them or we said something that was hurtful to them. Is there anything that you've done recently that you should be saying, God, I'm sorry for this? So that is the penitence. The third point is petition. So we've said thank you and we've said I'm sorry. So now we get to ask for the things that we need and that we think others may need. Petition was mentioned in our very last episode of The Trifling Ones when we talk about asking. So this one, I don't, I don't need to spend a whole lot of time on because we know how to ask for stuff. There, we might, you know, we might not talk about, you know, I'm sorry, and we might not talk about thank you, but man, do we know how to ask for some things. And so this is where we, again, get to talk to God about our needs and the needs of others. So Lord, please help me to focus on the right study material to, to score well on this upcoming exam or Lord guide me as it relates to this business deal. And God be with my coworker who just lost their child in a car accident. Be with that man that I just saw crying on the news because his wife was kidnapped. Be with the leadership in our country so they can make better decisions. Help me to be a better son, a better father, a better daughter or mother or husband or wife. Lord, help me with these bills. Help me. You get the idea. That is the petition area. And then finally, the last of those four things is there are promises in the Bible. When we pray, we should talk about the promises of God, not because we're reminding him that he's made promises, but because we need to remind ourselves of his promises. Because if you don't remind yourself of his promises, and we're literally facing some stuff that looks like it's going to run us over like a freight train. Yeah, well, mm, we got to remind ourselves that we serve a good or a great or a powerful or a sovereign God. We need to remember, we need to remind ourselves of his promises. For example, if we're tired, his word says, come to me all who are weary and, and burdened and I will give you rest. That's a promise. He says, if we're tired and if, and if we feel burdened, if we got a lot on our shoulders, if we truly go to him, if we come to him, he'll give us rest. And so those four things, praise, penitence, petition, and promise, let's pull it all together now and listen as I use these four Ps to just simply have a conversation with God. Heavenly Father, we come before you today to say thank you for all that you've done. We're grateful for the opportunity to get to know you. We're thankful for seeing yet another day that we've never seen before. Lord, just being able to breathe today, we count as a blessing because we don't deserve to live. And so, God, we are grateful for the people that you've placed in our lives that love us. We're grateful that you allow us to not be 
living on the street. We're grateful, Heavenly Father, for how you always somehow, some way work things out for us. And for all of that, we say thank you. But Lord, we know that there are so many things that we need to, we need to get right with you. Things that I don't even remember about my life, but yet and still, we got to get that thing right with you. And so right now, we place all the things, both known and unknown, on the altar, and we say, God, we're sorry. Lord, I know that we didn't always listen to the instructions that you gave us. In fact, I want to say that I'm sorry for doubting who you are and the things that you can do for me. Lord, I'm, I'm so sorry. We're so sorry. But Lord, we are asking that you would move in the lives of our families, Heavenly Father. Move in the lives of our children. Lord, we pray that you would meet all of our needs and our expectations. I'm praying, dear God, that you would be with that person in our life who's experienced some, some, experiencing some type of health challenge. We're praying right now, Heavenly Father, that you would be with that other person in our life who's just experienced loss. Be with us if we've just experienced the loss of a loved one, Heavenly Father. We're praying right now that that you would help us to better understand your guidance and that we would be more equipped to follow your commands and walk on your path. We're asking right now that you would deliver those who are dealing with some type of addiction, Lord. We're praying that you would be with the person who's lived their life through the lens of alcoholism or drug abuse or even porn addiction. We're praying right now, Heavenly Father, that you would allow us to be able to walk away from those things that continue to be traps for our lives so that we could be liberated through you. We're asking, dear God, that you would just continue to smile upon our lives and our homes. We're asking that your divine spirit would saturate every square inch of our homes and that you would remove anything that is unlike you, Heavenly Father. Lord, you tell us in your word that when we feel weak, uh, because we do feel weak at times, Heavenly Father, that your power is made perfect in the weakness. This is a promise that you've made to us, Lord. You, you tell us, Heavenly Father, that if we seek, then we will find. You tell us that if we ask, we will receive. You tell us that if we knock, the door shall be opened, Lord. I'm hurting right now. We're hurting in certain areas, Heavenly Father, but your word tells us that you heal the brokenhearted and that you bind up their wounds, dear God. We're facing all kinds of challenges, but you tell us in your word that in all of this, we are more than conquerors. And so we trust your word, Heavenly Father. We trust what you tell us and we love you, dear God. Now, Heavenly Father, we leave it all in your hands. Thank you in advance for all that you're going to do. All of this we ask in your Son and our Savior. In Jesus Christ's name we pray. And all of the trifling ones said, Amen.